Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Yeah, it's, uh, geek is too strong, but sure. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pretty engaged. There's some interesting stuff going on right now. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Army and Navy play each other this weekend. Our buddy Coach Nuke, kind enough to send both of us Army gear, so we will be cheering for uh, Army. At least I will. I can't speak for who Chase will be cheering for. I will be for. cheering for Army. I will be cheering for Army against Navy on uh, Saturday, though I, I cheer for both teams all in all and hope they everyone gets out of the game well and has a good time and um, all of that. So, uh, yeah, and, and it was Christmas music. Christmas is in two weeks. I mean, and I was trying to provide a variety of Christmas music without violating YouTube rules because you can violate YouTube pretty Quickly. easily. And so that was We get all. these things called copyright strikes that we would rather not get when we do those things. So I have a subscription to, um, what's it called? Endemic Sound or yeah, something. I don't remember what that's called. And uh, anyway, downloaded it from there. I'll try to come up with something better for next week. Um. Yeah, this is a lot going on. First, let me tell you a little bit about the people that make this show possible. First, by the way, uh, hit the like button, please. Like, yeah, I think you have to X out of chat. Hit the like button. You have to X out of chat if you're in mobile. If, if you're, you're in not, mobile. you're yeah, good. you're good. Just hit the like button. That would be really nice for us. Hit the like button. That would be cool. We would like that. Hit the like button. I could be like Matt Moscone and press the like button. Like yell at you. Yeah, but just hit the like button. That'd be nice. Uh, we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. It's the same great name, same great products, just different names, I should say. Different names, same great products, same great services. If you live in the Oxford, Tupelo area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, South Haven, DeSoto, whatever, 662-429-4429 for the people at Southern Air conditioning and heating. We're in the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call and ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is up to you. 662-257-1900. We'll have uh, Chris Lee of Southeastern 14 join us in a little bit. I told Chase the last few weeks... We've walked out of here on Thursday night going, we really need a guest on Thursday night. And then this Thursday, we probably could have gotten gotten away with it. But we'll we'll talk to Chris for a few minutes. We won't keep him long. We'll talk to Chris for a little bit. This will be the Friday podcast, so that will be good content for the uh, Friday podcast as well with Chris. We'll talk about some all things SEC, get some thoughts on that. Then we will take your calls on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the square in Oxford. A uh, great place to get a burger, a po' boy, uh, appetizers, uh, beer selection, full bar, the whole deal at Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford and also in New Albany. And as I mentioned, this will be the Oxford Exxon podcast on Friday morning. So, Chase, what's up at the Oxford Exxon? 
Try to give $10 away, and we can give $10 away as soon as you get to the pump. All you gotta do is take a picture of the QR or yeah, take the QR code right there on the pump. It will take you to the app. When you do that, you get a thousand points. A thousand points equals ten bucks right there at the tank. Any uh any uh yes, any blue sky inside the state of Mississippi, including the Oxford Exxon. So when you come into town, take advantage of that, do that. We would really, really appreciate it. Um, uh, Larry Joe with the super chat. He says Neil and Chase is uh, Kiffin in Phoenix interviewing for every open coaching job. Just go to a central location and they all do them there at the same time. Like a buffet of jobs. Can he it'll coach? be like back in the day when I talk about when Neil I think covered it or whatever when they had Tuberville and Bowden and all just in the same building yeah. over the course of the weekend. They don't do it that way anymore. It's a little different. A little different. I'd like to welcome the new head coach of the Ole Miss Rebels, Tommy Bowden. <laughs> that was funny. I was there. Uh, also, thanks to Kyle Wilson. He says, just finished with the morning podcast, Chick-fil-A Chicken Nugget Challenge. I mean, I would do a chicken nu- a chicken nugget challenge as long as it didn't include like all the drinks and all that stuff. I don't know what the nugget challenge is. I would do that. We don't have to do a boneless wing challenge. We just said we'll do a nugget challenge. So that's what it is. We, right. We, we, same thing. If you were to say, let's do a boneless wing challenge, I'd say, well, that's the same as a nugget we'll challenge. We'll do a nugget challenge. And... If you want to call it a children's tender challenge, I'm I'm in for that as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I knew that it had not gone well anywhere, but apropos, I guess of, of of nothing and Larry Joe's thing at the same time. I had a buddy text me a few minutes ago that UCLA hasn't had a coach not get fired when they left since 1995, and that was that was the guy that was there for like decades. Terry Donahue, yeah, mm-hmm. prior to that, then. So Chip Kelly sounds like he's leaving UCLA for Oregon. Well, it's, it says UCLA intent, or sorry, it says Oregon intends to hire Chip Kelly. Does that mean Chip Kelly intends to be the coach in in, in, in Oregon? I so, mean, I would assume so. There's a couple of interesting things here. Let me see if I can find it. I've 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 been texting and talking with multiple people today because this, frankly, forgive me for a minute. This shit never seems to end. Um, the coaching search stuff? Yeah, it, it, yeah. We're right in the middle of the carousel right now. And the carousel is a little different than the carousel was 20 minutes ago. Could you eat five Chick-fil-A sandwiches in 20 minutes? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, f- I feel good about that. So the buyout for Chip Kelly at UCLA is $9 million through January the 15th. Would you like to know what it drops to on January the 15th? I think it might be a number that's very important to this conversation. It drops to zero. It and, drops to zero. And they're willing to pay $9 million to get him right now? Because $9 million's enough to wait, isn't it? I mean, it is for me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's not your money. but I mean, if you told me, hey, Neil, if you'll just wait till January the 15th, there's $9 million in it for you. But no, I mean, even equivalent. I would be like, though, yeah, cool. Like, well, the rumor is that they're hiring Justin Wilcox to go along with him on yeah, that, that staff. Yeah, that makes no freaking sense. I, I, I get that it doesn't, but Cannizzaro is very good. I, and I if Cannizzaro is but saying Cannizzaro it, said, I thought he came, but basically said it probably wasn't happening is what he said. He said the co-head coach thingy wasn't happening. That he had to be the D coordinator. Right, which I took to mean that, oh, wow, they're bringing him in as the defensive coordinator. Yeah. yeah. Oregon got its feelings hurt this week. This is its... They're running the risk of being the dumbest set of fans and admin. Well, their fans are idiots. I'm not worried about the fans. <laughs> I don't care about the fans. <laughs> We're all going to contend. This Phil Knight, on the other hand, has the money to make this happen without really having to worry about it. 
And so a part of me wonders, did he get his feelings hurt? The girl dumped him, and he's going to the bar, and he's going to, by God, leave with the woman tonight. And, yes, he's getting obnoxiously drunk, but he's not. Was that on the cruise with he, with you? That he got obnoxiously drunk? See, I wasn't going to go there. Or not? I was going to be nice. I was going to be nice and not talk about how anybody could possibly think that Hugh Freeze would fit at Oregon. I mean, we, give me one way that fits. I'm waiting. We got time. They have the personnel in place to run his offense. It makes. I, I said, I, no, I, how I, does Hugh Freeze fit at Oregon? He'd win some games. I wouldn't go 0 12. How would Hugh Freeze fit <laughs> at Oregon? I mean, it's idiotic. It is. It's insane. Makes no sense. On no level do you look at that and go, oh, yeah, I kind of I get it. That anyone would give that credence is beyond me. I, I get he hasn't completely forgotten how to coach, but are we not doing the sentimentality thing and making a really bad hire when you hire Chip Kelly at Oregon? I, I think that's fair. I still contend that Chip Kelly, he's done better than Rich Rod, but they're still in the very similar vein of what used to be innovative is no longer innovative, and they have not continued to innovate at the same pace. I mean, UCLA's fine. They don't suck. They've hammered LSU, but we didn't realize how bad LSU was going to suck at that point of the season. Um, uh, this is uh, Cal coach Justin Wilcox has now interviewed for the Oregon Ducks football job. Wilcox interviewed today. Okay. If Chip Kelly returns to Oregon, it would not be an unprecedented Pac-12 sequel. Bill Walsh returned to Stanford. One ten-win season after his return, but fizzled out. John Robinson returned to USC. Mike Riley returned to Oregon State. <sighs> okay. It's becoming evident that Oregon is conducting the search with some etiquette, formally asking permission to talk with candidates versus back-channeling. AD Rob Mullins made a point on Monday of mentioning that Mar- Miami circumvented Oregon to talk to Mario Cristobal. So, yeah, they're they're hurt. Look. Uh, Kenzano, four hours ago, says, I'm told this search still has moves to make in the next 24 to 72 hours, but this may signal a shift back to what Oregon is comfortable with and knows. Which is what, Wilcox or Chip? I would think Chip. I'm confused. I would think Chip. So the the question for here, number, number one, I'm going to reiterate this because I, I had it, I had it more strongly sourced than I reported it or said it because no the other day. day, Lane Kiffin was never interested in the Oregon job. For the Oregon people that are in the thread, are they have Oregon people in there? I hope so. Do we have Oregon people? In the well, I mean, I hope that they're silently in there. Okay. He was never interested in that job. They're Lane, tracking planes today. Lane Kiffin was interested in Miami. He was not interested in Oregon. Okay. Was Oregon interested in Lane Kiffin? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sourced at Oregon. I don't know. But he was not. He was not interested in Oregon per sources very close to him. Okay. The same people who said yes, he was absolutely intrigued by Miami. Sure. Okay. So turns out that I think that was accurate. I think we feel comfortable saying that he was at least intrigued by the Miami opening. Okay. So the question now becomes: If Chip Kelly leaves, do we have to do this thing with UCLA with Kiffin? Well, define this thing where you have where you have to determine whether he was intrigued slash interested. I mean, on one hand, it obviously makes some sense because it's family. His family's there. His kids are there. I think anyone can relate to that. 
my question about UCLA is, is there anything at all that we've seen from UCLA that would indicate that UCLA is even remotely interested in investing in football the way that, frankly, at this point, Ole Miss has? Is there anything at all from UCLA to indicate that they are prepared to compete in the Pac-12 with USC, which is right across town, and now with Oregon, who apparently is willing to invest in whatever it takes to piss off Mario Cristobal? Is there anything that makes you think UCLA is ready to go toe-to-toe with USC? And you're also in the Pac-12. Yes. But, again... Which is not expanding. No, I love their group. No, it's not expanding. But USC just invested a ton of... One thing you cannot say about USC, you can make fun all you want, you can call them... And, they, and by the way, I, I did watch some of the press conference thing, and that was odd. Sure. But they have invested a lot of money into Lincoln Riley and his staff. Sure. That you can't take that away from them. Sure. Is UCLA compare, prepared to compete with Lincoln Riley? Because if I'm Lane Kiffin or anyone else, that's my first question before I take the second job in Los Angeles. Because Ole Miss has shown that, yes, we're, we're, willing to, we're willing to spend the money. It's a tough league, and you can spend the money and it and it not matter, but we're prepared. Because Kiffin started making about four here, is that right? He's now up to seven point five in twenty four months. Right. Yeah, that's pretty good. And frankly, if you if you look at the incentives, if he they have a de- if they have a decent season, he's making eight. Yeah. Go six and two in the league, and you're over eight. Go five and three in the league, and go to a bowl game, and you're over eight. Yeah. And beat Tech. And get people to buy tickets. Oh, uh, And, yeah, and you get paid to beat Georgia Tech, for God's sake. <laughs> he's over eight. It's an $8 million job. He gets hundred grand for beating Georgia Tech. I mean, if he goes eight and four, he's going to go – he's going to make $8 million. So, is UCLA prepared to pay that? There's no indication that they are. Hold on. Botox party? I'm sorry. I got really distracted in the, in the stream. Did you get Botox? No, I think I'm good. I would uh, I would be worried that the needle would really hurt. I'm not a big needle person, so if you put needles in my face, I would be concerned. You don't want needles in your face? Not really. Yeah, I'm so confused. Okay. Um completely distracted now by Botox. Um look. So UCLA, are they willing to invest? Because otherwise it's not a good job. And I'm not one of the people that thinks Lane Kiffin's here forever, blah, blah, blah. I don't. I'm on record as saying I don't think that. But UCLA is probably not the job that he had in mind for for leaving. Okay, hold on a second. Hang on. Do you have to get the Botox? I mean, I guess if you're going to... So they bring... Okay, no, no, real quick. I mean... Ginger says she's going in for the bubbles, which I'm assuming to mean champagne. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm just for the stream. I'm I'm I'm, narr- I'm narrating. So they bring in somebody to give the Botox, and then if you want it, you can take it. But if not, like they do it all, just like right there in in, in house. Is that is that what we're doing here? I would think. Right? I'm just curious. You could get somebody to do Botox in your living room. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just making sure I understand the premise of the party. Oh no. Okay. That's not what it is. So what is it? Help me out. I know you got to go, but just take two minutes. So is it like a Tupperware party where you go and you get, you have to make an order? 
What's the food? They do like a charcuterie board? It's like, it is like a Tupperware party, so you order the Botox. Do you think that's what she was saying? I think so. Okay. Well, you know, she's on a 45-second delay, so I don't know what she's answering as we're talking. That's a good point. <laughs> I don't really know where we are here. <laughs> I am curious what the food is, though. Champagne and what? What do you think? Some some cheeses? Uh, Yeah, probably so. Like little crackers and stuff. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Moving on. Look, the rigmarole is going to happen. We all know that. The media is going to do the whole lane UCLA thing. Oh, California, yeah, yeah. For blah, sure. Blah, no blah, no blah, doubt. Blah, blah. Absolutely. Cheese board. See? Good. Johnson Hill Creamery, johnsonhillcreamery.com. Um, 662-492-9201. Um, 662-492-2001. Yes. Pretty sure. You can also buy the Botox for later at a good price. Oh. Okay. You need Botox? You good? Me? Yeah. I mean, I probably need it, but I'm I'm not doing it. I probably need a lot of things. Once you get to this state, you just kind of give it up. You sort of surrender a little bit. Uh, I'm with you. I, I give this very little. I mean, I just cannot see UCLA putting anything together to make that intriguing. Because if you're going to leave an SEC job that's paying you $8 million a year to go to a Pac-12 job, you've got to get paid, right? you got to get the money because you might never get back to that place. You're going into a job where nobody's won in a long time. You're clearly number two in your in your city. You're no better than three, and that's not even right inside your conference. You're four, at least, because Utah, Oregon, and USC are better than you in all ways. Washington has a higher ceiling than you. Yeah, um, for sure. And like you said, you're, you're also, hey, I... Again, I don't think Lane is going. I don't really think Lane is even, would even consider going. My point, though, is if you were even trying to put that hypothetical together, I agreed to a contract situation two weeks ago, and then one of the still hooks on me, whether right or wrong, is my building a program and staying somewhere, mm-hmm. and I'm going to jump to UCLA. No, I mean, I mean it makes no freaking sense. No, if you sense. if you're going to jump to UCLA, it's it's because you believe that you're going to be there for the next six, seven, eight years, and you're going to build a program and that they're going to invest in it. That's the only way that makes sense. Like Lincoln Riley's decision, you can criticize it all you want, but USC has clearly shown they're going to invest. If Chip Kelly goes to Oregon, you can criticize it and you can make fun of it, but they're clearly showing that they'll pay. There's nothing from uh, that's that's not UCLA's DNA. Does that make sense? I mean, you can, oh, yeah, you can yeah, criticize yeah. Lincoln Riley till you're blue in the face if it makes you feel better. Whatever, he's scared of the SEC. Blah blah blah. Whatever. He's getting ten point something million a year, and they're giving him whatever he wants for support staff. So he gets the last laugh. He goes, "Yeah, I don't have to fool with an SEC schedule either. I play the Pac-12 schedule." Ha ha! All I got to do is go eleven and one. I'm gonna make the playoff. 
also wonder about it. UCLA's confidence as an athletic department in making a change right now because, frankly, they chose not to do anything with Chip Kelly knowing that there was no huge ceiling that he was going to break through anytime soon. Yeah. They chose to not jump into this cycle and not play that game right now, which kind of tells me they don't have everything in order to do something crazy and really try to make a run at someone. That's my guess. All right, let's get Chris on. We'll talk to Chris for a few minutes. Then we'll um, okay. We'll see where this goes. And thank you for the uh, the Botox explanation. You can head to the party now. Lane could be at a Botox party in Phoenix. I bet they have them. Chris? I'm here. Hey, you're on. Uh, you're alive, by you're, the way. Just heads up there. You're live with uh, Neil and Chase. Good to have you with us. Appreciate it. How you been? Doing well. Hope you guys are too. Um. So we've been talking about a lot of things so far in the first 15, 20 minutes of the show. Botox, um, <laughs> Lane Kiffin, Chip Kelly to Oregon. You put any stock in Chip Kelly to Oregon? Does that make sense to you? Does it pass the smell test? Yes and no. Um, you know, he doesn't run the same type of offense, I guess, at UCLA that he did at Oregon. I don't know how many bridges are burned there. There's some talk that that's agent talk. But, I mean, man, that makes perfect sense. Why would you not do it, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, if you're chip, you just have a higher ceiling. You go, ah, hell, sure. That's probably my last gig. Let's go do it. I understand right. how it makes sense for him. I don't understand how it makes sense for Oregon. Yeah, I mean, Oregon's going to have – there's a lot of people lined up for that job. Um, yeah, I, I did find it interesting, and I get that there's ties there, but, I mean, is, is Miami a better job than Oregon right now? That part was, I think, as interesting as anything to me was seeing that happen. And, again, I understand why, but I don't know. That, that's a little fascinating to me. Yeah, you know, I did more work on Miami over the course of the fall than I care to admit. I, I just think Mario Cristobal wanted to get out of Eugene. I think he wanted to get back to Miami. His mother's there. His family's close by. I think his wife desperately wanted out of Eugene. And I just think that was ultimately just the decision that he made. And Miami said, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll commit all this newfound money that we have from cryptocurrency and from post-COVID and all of that. And we'll throw the money into the program. We'll give you what you want if you'll just come take the job. And so – Ultimately, he did because I think he just wanted out of Oregon. But in any, by any measurable way, Oregon's a better job than than Miami. I would certainly think. Yeah, and it's look. It's been interesting where that job's been too, because wasn't the word just a few weeks ago that the president doesn't care for sports? The facilities were garbage, and now they they pull Oregon's coach and pull Clemson's AD. I mean, it's it's really wild how much perception of that just flipped in a couple of weeks so you can relate to where we're about to go because we've been doing this now for two years since lane kiffin's been here it's been let's see all the jobs that lane kiffin has been linked to um all of them. auburn tennessee mm-hmm. lsu, LSU florida miami. miami and now ucla so ucla will come open and, and we will in oregon and oregon yeah Sort of. So, yeah. Kind of. So we're going to do the UCLA thing. Does Lane Kiffin to UCLA make any sense to you where, where you would be like, oh, I need to I need to dig into this? 
And look, it, it makes sense for all the reasons you and I could name, recruiting base, uh, easier conference title to win, all those things, the whole strike while the iron is hot. Um, and, and I promise I'm not pandering to your audience here, but I think Ole Miss is a, is a good job. I, I think Ole Miss and Kentucky in some ways are are similar that you're seeing coaches there put up 10-win seasons without the pressure that comes at Alabama or Auburn. And I know that there's a higher ceiling other places, but I don't know, is is UCLA a demonstrably better job than Ole Miss right now? I don't think it's even in the same ballpark as Ole Miss right now. Ole Miss, just, Ole Miss is essentially, it's what we were just talking about, if you if you look at and whenever I look at a coach's contract, I look at the bonus structure and go, okay, which, which of these bonuses are easily attainable? And he's going to beat Georgia Tech. That's one hundred and fifty thousand. So seven point five turns into seven point six five. He's probably going to get some sort of a season ticket bonus. I don't know what the numbers are. Call it somewhere between one hundred and fifty and two hundred thousand dollars. All right, so let's call it one hundred and fifty. Yeah. So now we're at seven eight. If he a bowl wins, games a hundred or one hundred and fifty or two. Yeah, if he goes to the the Music City Bowl, it's a hundred thousand dollars. Now we're at seven nine. I mean, it's an eight million dollar a year job. That's not counting like APR and stuff. And that's not counting if he does something big, like goes six and two or seven and one in the league. Six and two gives him another hundred fifty thousand dollars. But if he goes five and three in the league, it's it's another hundred and fifty. It is. Well, there's that, and and that wasn't even what I was thinking when I made the comment. The thing that to me. Maybe the most fascinating thing of the coaching season was LSU because you had one coach who ran away from that in terms of Lincoln Riley deliberately apparently avoiding the SEC and another coach who I, I don't know, I don't know if it matters in some cases, but in a place like LSU. But, I mean, you had another coach who presented with the same opportunity, ran to it, Um I guess beauty's in the eye of the beholder in that sense. But, yeah, I mean, it's like I said, I, I think that's a good job. And it's not just what Lane Kiffin has done. Um, but it's you look back two coaches ago and Hugh Freeze won big. They got to, what, a cotton bowl and, and did some things. I, I think that – I know that Ole Miss went through some hard times a couple years ago. Hugh, Hugh, Freeze, and, and went, maybe Hugh Freeze went to a Sugar Bowl and got a top ten finish. Yeah, I mean, he did. Yeah, that, I yeah. mean, that too. And that's my point, Neil. I mean, they have won – they brought some, some pretty good hardware. I don't know that you're ever going to go, um, you know, to the playoff or win a national title unless everything lines up. But the ceiling at that job right now – is is pretty nice. I mean, it, it's one I think most teams would trade their past seven or eight years for old misses. So, yeah, I, I think that everything you guys say makes sense. How much did Alabama beating Georgia in the um, SEC title game change the, the way you look at the playoffs? Um, I don't think this is a great year football in terms of just elite teams and this is what i mean i thought that and i didn't think it would be this way right with all the extra eligibility and stuff but i look at alabama and i see a team that i look at basically every position on on the field except for quarterback you could argue linebacker too because will anderson has been so good but you don't look at this alabama team and see the guys end-to-end on the defensive line. You certainly don't see it on the offensive line. Uh, Running back Brian Robinson's good, but he's not Derrick Henry or or Mark Ingram or Sean Alexander, and they don't have little depth behind him. Here's my point, okay? 
Alabama was a team that everybody thought Georgia would beat and knock Alabama out of the playoffs. And we look up and you've got a, a flawed Alabama team in the sense of Alabama football uh, that is now <laughs> the number one seed in the playoff. And, oh, by the way, did it missing a key receiver in each of its last two games. And Alabama's basically been in in the playoffs since that A&M loss because one slip up anywhere and not, not in. I guess my point is um, – Alabama can wind up the number one seed with the season that's so off in terms of, I think, its talent compared to what it's had. And after beating the team that everybody thought couldn't get beaten, it it really has changed the way I've thought about the the top tier teams this year. And I don't know. I I think it could be really interesting. Yeah, I mean, Chris, it, it, it's 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 interesting. I think that three of the four could technically win the title for sure. I mean, I don't think Cincinnati can put back-to-back games together, but I think either of the other three could 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 pull this off. It if ESPN's got their druthers, Michigan win the title. You get the non-SEC thing. You get something a little different. TV stakeholders, who would they pick to win? Man, that's a good one. I mean, my my first thought was. A Georgia rematch, but is there so much SEC fatigue at, at this point that that's what the nation doesn't want? I mean, we we I don't think ESPN has SEC fatigue. I think they're ready to double down. Yeah, well, I mean, and of course, Michigan, you've got you know a massive audience up there. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. My my gut is it's Alabama, Michigan, and, and I think you're right. Um, I, to, to me, the rematch has a lot of appeal. Because I don't think any of us expected Alabama to win that game. And now it's like, okay, now that the teams have seen each other and squared off, how, how does this go the second time around? Plus, I think anytime Nick Saban is, is coaching a game, that's got intrigue in and of itself. And you add in the layer that it's that whole his former assistants can't beat him thing, too. I, I think, to me, as I think through it, I think it's Georgia for that reason. Okay. I'll buy it. Any other league games around and from a bowl standpoint that are actually of any interest? I think all of them are interesting to a degree. I, I think the Florida-UCF thing <laughs> is intriguing just because of the rivalry. Um, although, God help me if I know who's going to show up because um, we've seen so many different outcomes from that team. I think Tennessee-Purdue is interesting because it's evenly matched. Yeah, got, that's a good game. Yeah, I mean, you've got... That could be fun. Yeah, Tennessee-Purdue could be a good game. I'll give you guys one that I think is interesting because of a decision LSU has to make. LSU's down to one quarterback, and if they play Garrett Nussmeyer in the bowl game, he loses the year of eligibility. He's only played in four games. If he doesn't play in the bowl game, he keeps that year of eligibility. They have no other quarterbacks. It's a lost season. It's a interim coach. What do you do? I think they're going to play him and lose the year. They're going to play him. From a program standpoint, it's not the right thing to do. Here's something someone threw out today. What if he just hits the transfer portal on his own? Well, he could. Yeah. So what did you think of the Brian Kelly hire? Because it's not off to a great start. I mean, he hired Frank Wilson and everybody over there, all the Louisiana media people that are – the. Let's face it, the majority. The homers are like, oh, that's going to solve everything. Frank Wilson, woo! He's always been the guy that's gotten it done. 
other than other than the Frank Wilson hire, everything else has been a disaster in the first few days of the Brian Kelly hire. Is is that is that just an anomaly, or do you think that we're witnessing what happens when a coaching search goes completely south? Where are they in recruiting today? Uh, because they've fallen pretty dramatically, haven't they? Yeah, I haven't looked at the rankings. I can look at their list and tell you that it doesn't look as good as it looked a week ago. They lost their top yeah, two yeah. and three top 100, 250 guys. Yeah. Chris, we lose you? I think we did. Did you really? Hey, no, there you I lost you there for a second, guys. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, so is, is this going to work? At LSU, or is this look? Because the, the it's it's actually made me feel pretty good about people I talk to and some of the media that I trust, because it now it's come out that LSU offered Jimbo Fisher thirteen million dollars a year. All that LSU offered Lincoln Riley twelve. Neither took it. I think LSU thought one would take it, and they ended up with Brian Kelly. Is it going to work, Chris? I don't know. I mean, did that not strike you guys as such an odd fit as it did me? Yeah. I, I don't. I'm, I'm guessing you guys sized that up the way I did. I mean, that's an AD whose ego is going to dictate everything. Yeah. And it almost seemed like I'll be damned if I'm going to settle for anybody but a brand name, right? I mean, I said this today. You tell me if I'm wrong. I thought of the two coaching hires. I'd take Florida's. Maybe, maybe I'm crazy. No, you're not crazy. Napier Napier will do a good job. At generic school X, you would rather have Napier than Kelly. Yes. Today, yes, yeah. yes. Knowing what and I know about the two people, he's absolutely. Twenty years younger, right? Yeah, he's 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 and he's everyone who's ever been around it says he's the closest thing to Saban that you can get. Not that he's going to have Saban results, but that he runs it the way Saban runs it. The, the other guys kind of try to do it the way Saban does it, but he does it. Now I don't know that I don't know that. I'm in the minority that thinks Florida is not the greatest job in the world, but I think he will do well there. I'm not sure that Kelly makes a ton of sense. Now, he is family, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even I'm not even the guy that makes a big deal out of the whole southern accent thing. I mean, that was like whatever, but it was weird. It was weird, but he hasn't gotten off to a great start. No, and and he's 61, but here's here's the flip side of that coin, guys. There's not a lot of coaches on the market, uh, or even not on the market, that have won as much as he has. And the last three coaches who've been at LSU have all won titles. You could argue two of them aren't very good. That's what makes that job so hard for me to size up. Because I'm with you. I'm like, in a way, it just doesn't seem to be a fit. But in a way, it almost hasn't mattered either. Real quick interjection here. I know everyone's hanging on this. It's halftime in Grenada. Oxford leads five to nothing. So, oh, congratulations! Yeah, we can. We everybody can exhale for a minute before we get back into following the second half closely. Um, you covered Cam Johnson at at uh, Vanderbilt. I talked to him yesterday. Um, really nice kid. Uh, what What do you sort of see from him as in terms of his impact if he were to end up transferring to Ole Miss? When you cover Vanderbilt, there are not a lot of kids who hit the field as a true freshman and look like they belong right away. Uh, he's He was one of them. He works hard. He almost never dropped the ball in practice games that I saw. He doesn't have a huge upside. I mean, he's not going to put up 1,200 yards next year, but I think he could catch 
50, 60, maybe 70 balls, um, you know, if he were to land at Ole Miss. Uh, great kid. Uh, I think I told you the story in a text of him yesterday. He came to Vanderbilt uh, with Gavin Schoenwald and Darius Garland. The three are, are best friends. Garland, of course, in the NBA right now. He's already earned his degree. Uh, just one of the favorite kids I've ever covered. Uh, he's as steady as it comes. He's a leader. He's a smart player. Um, I think if he winds up at Ole Miss, he can help them. I think I could see him being in the slot and being really productive in that offense. I thought he was underused at Vanderbilt last year. They just didn't use the middle of the field. He got ignored in the offense. I thought that was stupid. I, I thought he coming in this year. I thought he would lead the team in catches, and he should have led the team in catches. I just didn't think for whatever reason he was a good fit with what they're doing. But you throw him in a high-volume pass offense that will use the middle of the field uh, and a quarterback will throw to the slot guy, I think he could put up some pretty nice numbers. Yeah, and Lane loves the slot. I mean, Matt Matt feasted on the slot. I I don't have it in front of me, but like I wrote a story on a couple weeks ago. I mean, a huge percentage of their passes were between the hash marks. Yeah, I mean, it's perfect for him. Coaches like predictability. They like a guy that you could roll out there. You know he's not going to miss an assignment. You know he's when the ball's thrown his way, he's going to catch it. Uh, I just think that for that, I think he's a really fairly high floor guy. I don't know if the ceiling's a lot higher, but I, I think Ole Miss would be a really good landing spot for him. We haven't touched SEC basketball really at all, and we still have time. I'm not going to spend much time with it here. Just an overview. I know you cover the league as a whole with southeastern14.com. What have you? What is your early impressions of the league so far? It's really good. Um, man, you've got, what, probably seven, eight, maybe nine NCAA tournament teams. The Mississippi teams are the ones I, I want to see what they do. Um, of course, Ole Miss had a good weekend last weekend beating Memphis. Uh, Alabama, to me, going up and beating Gonzaga in Alabama was, or excuse me, in Seattle was big. Uh, their three guards, I think, combined for 65 points. They hadn't been maybe as good early on as, as they're capable of. That was a sign to me that they're, I don't know if breaking out's the right term when two of those guys have got a pretty good history, but certainly a, a step in a better direction. Um, to me, is really fascinating. I don't know that they've played a killer schedule yet, but to be unbeaten and to really be playing defense, which they just didn't do at all last year with the overhauled roster is fascinating. Uh, I'm not sure on Arkansas yet. They haven't looked quite as good as I thought they'd look. Uh, the schedule hasn't been great. But I think it's going to be a fun year because I think you've got Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, and Kentucky at the top in some order. Um, I think you've you've got a really top-heavy league. You've also got a league that's really good in the middle. And, frankly, you know, even Georgia, which I thought would be awful, beat Memphis the other night. I don't know where that came from. I just think you've got a lot of ingredients there between several teams that I could see in the Final Four, a bunch of teams that I could see in the tournament, and even some teams at the bottom end of the league. I mean, Vanderbilt was picked 13th by some people and had the preseason player of the year in Scotty Pippen Jr. To me, that just makes for a really interesting league. Georgia had an injury, right? One of the Ingram uh, tours ACL? I think so. Yeah, that's that's a blow for them because he, he, he's been – they actually – like I watched them against Memphis because I knew Ole Miss was going to play Memphis after that, and Georgia had a pretty athletic team that night, but they didn't have much margin for error, and that's going to hurt them. No, I, I, I mean, 
good luck naming that roster, guys. I mean, it was just they lost so many kids to the portal. And uh, I'm guessing Tom Crean's probably on his last year there because I just don't know how much longer he can keep that together. I, I think they'll have their moments like they had. But I just think doing it night in and night out against this league, um, I think a lot of people think this is probably his last year there. Chris, uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. All right, that was Chris Lee, southeastern14.com. Appreciate him joining us. I'll put up the... We talked about this the other day. Okay. Um, I looked it up because I was curious. I'm very frustrated. I've, I've become actually frustrated over this... Uh, Hutchinson over Will Anderson Heisman thing to the point that it's actually bothered me the really? last 48 hours. All right. All right, numbers for you, okay? Because okay. we talked about this. We, we, we just said, hey, Heisman's the stats league. No, it's not. It's a media It's a media momentum award is what it is. It's not even a stats award. Now, again, Bryce Young should win. He's going to win. It's fine. Okay. But from an inviting standpoint, okay, here's a couple numbers for you. In 13 games, okay, player A, all right? Player A, 13 games, uh, 13 sacks, 15 and a half tackles for loss, 58 tackles, okay? Player B, 12 games, 12 and a half sacks, 15 tackles for loss, 56 tackles, okay? Basically the same? Basically. One fewer game. Stats probably would even out almost identical. Okay. That's Hutchinson and Sam Williams. Oh. They had the same year. Exactly. Will Anderson, 13 games. Same as Hutchinson for his numbers. I just read. Okay. 15 and a half, sa- 15 and a half sacks, not 13 and 12. 32 and a half tackles for loss. Okay. He has more tackles for loss by the margin than the other players have in overall. Okay. 91 total tackles. Well, there you, is no argument. No, I mean, you you know what I think. I've, I told you I thought Anderson was the best player I saw all season. Yeah. It makes no sense. It's momentum and it's media. It is. It's both. That's it. That's all this award is. So the it's going to come down. It's going to be Bryce Young's going to win it. Stroud's going to finish second. And honestly, Pickett probably finishes third because it's hard to, it's hard to get enough vote. I mean, sorry, not Stroud. No, I take that back. Hutchinson's going to... I actually think Hutchinson finished second. Finished the second. Really? Yeah. I think he. So could, all that matters is what you do in the last. Yeah, couple I think of games. he's going to overtake the damn Midwest and Northern votes to a point that. Yeah, I I, I, I do. Yeah, Grind's right. He says Northern voters, typically Big Ten, have Bama fatigue and will tell you that Hutchinson's better. Michigan being OSU and him doing good in that game gave them googly eyes. Hundred percent. Yeah. He's going to get a ton of first place votes. Because some of the reason. Um, I don't know how you can watch the season and vote him first. You're just... I mean, okay, if you vote him third, okay. I mean, the stat, like I said, it's one thing if they're similar. They're not even close. Right. And the only argument is, well, that guy plays on Alabama. Well, hold on. Shouldn't that mean the other five stars make a tackle occasionally? Well, that's why I voted for Bryce Young, is because twice at the end of the season when Alabama was sort of crippled, he carried them. I know, I know it was a 10 to 10 regular season, I mean, a 10 to 10 regulation game, but that fourth quarter against Auburn was all Bryce Young. It was all Bryce Young. 
play after play. And the championship game the other day was was all Bryce Young. Because yeah. what's his face went Mechie tore his ACL. Didn't matter. Yeah, I mean Alabama was plugging guys in, and Bryce Young was just making it work. Yes, it's stupid. I do think that played a role. I saw somebody talk about this the other day. I forget who it was. I actually meant to flag the tweet, and I forgot to. And I hate doing it. It's, it's my system, but I hate hitting it because if I want to bring a tweet to the show, I'll like it so I can go back and get it. Mm-hmm. But I feel weird liking something I don't agree with yeah. at the same time. I, I, I need a new system, but that's my system. Well, and, the good news is Twitter shutting down soon anyway because it's yeah. – yeah. So, anyway. It's all good. Um. With Bryce finishing first and everybody putting Bryce on their ballot, it it made it very difficult for Will Anderson because you just don't see two players on the same team two years in a row like that. I do think there was enough Bama fatigue of not going there again. They both made my ballot. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it created different different deals there. Oh, am I going to get in trouble for telling people what was on my ballot before Saturday? If the Heisman's watching, I might lose my vote. Sorry, guys. I mean, if you did, we're all changing. Uh, I mean, it's done now. Yeah, I don't know if Sam's better than Hutchinson or not. My point is that Sam Williams on a far worse defense where he was asked to do a ton more had the exact same stats, literally. Same stats. So. What? I was just commenting. Someone said we had 69 likes a minute ago, and I said, that's nice. Yes. That's all. So anyway, do what you want now. I just Okay. Just a little all right, you feel better? Yeah, I just had a bone to pick. I'm glad, glad, you, glad you feel better. It's not justifiable. It's stupid. <laughs> all right. Uh, there's the number. If you want to uh, call, take your questions. You guys want to talk whatever. Recruiting, whatever the case may be. I don't know – was there a flight from Oxford to Phoenix? Is that was that has that been established? I'm sure there was a flight from Oxford to Phoenix. Now, does that mean that anybody of any significance whatsoever was on it? No, I don't. It's, I mean, do we know Lane was on the flight? He was in Oxford before that because he put a picture of the airport. I saw that because I started to make a sarcastic tweet like, "So who's he? Who's he recruiting in Oxford?" Him taking pictures of all the airports is just cracks me up. I don't know why. Just, well, it's it, it's something funny. from his location because yes. it was a it was a, a historical landmark yesterday. Yeah. when he was in the Chattahoochee Valley. Lane doesn't strike me as an, a guy who appreciates history a lot. Like, do you think Lane watches like documentaries on history and such? I'm I'm going to guess not. But maybe. You don't know, man. I I don't know. I'm kind of curious. Cleo wants to know who your top three would have been if you'd had a vote. Sam Williams. <laughs> um, I mean, Anderson. I would have voted Will Anderson number one. Okay. Actually. Um, Sam Williams number two. Bryce Young two and Matt three. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would have done. Yeah, I, I can't overlook the numbers. It's just stupid. I never even thought about um, Hutchinson. It, it, never crossed my mind. I thought about Kenneth Walker. He had a really good year. Fell off at the end a little bit, but he had a really good year. He was the he was the leader for a while. Uh, Bubba, thank you very much for the um, the super chat. It's very nice of you. 
All right, Tyler Fitch says, you guys watch a lot of football. All things equal, who would you want on your team, Rattler or Gabriel? You want to go first or you want me to? Because I know, I know my answer. Go first. I'm, I'm struggling. I, I would want Spencer Rattler, and here's why. I'm, I'm struggling with this one. I've watched Spencer Rattler be dominant. I've watched him have a dominant season. He played behind a new offensive line this year, and it didn't go well, and he was a shitty teammate. And his team kind of turned on him, and Caleb Williams came in and was terrific, and they rallied around him, and that was that. Mm -hmm. But I did think it spoke volumes for Rattler that he didn't sulk, he didn't quit, Okay. He stuck around. I think he's been humbled. Not humiliated, but humbled. There's a difference. Humbled a little bit. There's still all sorts of physical tools. Here's my only thing about Gabriel. He's not big. He's got that slow release. Yeah, I mean, you can fix that, guys. It's not, yeah, I mean, go ahead. And he wasn't the perfect teammate either. And so, I want the guy who... Give me the ceiling and we'll try to figure it I out. I want the ceiling. Because you've got a season next year where Ole Miss cannot be all that great to start the season and it not matter. Mm-hmm. you got some time. But if you can get a quarterback to get comfortable and get an offense to get into flow... For that second half. They don't play anybody till week six. Yeah. And then you beat Kentucky... And you get Auburn, and then you get into the meat. Yeah. I mean, you know, boy, it gets big. Got it's, some stuff going on. You got that. Alabama and A&M and Arkansas and, and LSU and Mississippi State. I mean, it gets real at the end because some tough road trips and the whole deal. I mean, you got to go to Comet Station. You got to go to Fayetteville. You got to go to Baton Rouge. I mean, it, it's – you got your hands full in the second half of the season. But I, I think Rattler's the guy that has the – there was a reason people were talking about Rattler before the year as a prospective first-round pick. I've never heard anybody say that about Gabriel. No, 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 of course not. And when you're taking either one of them, your assumption is I can fix the other stuff. The mental, the teammate crap, whatever. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're going to get another chance. And so either one of the guys, I think, I, I, don't, I don't put any stock into that. I think both guys, whoever showed up, if you got one of them, I think either one would show up and go, okay, I got to be a better teammate. So I throw that part out. It's the money year. Sam Williams, yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got to get it straight. Well, and Matt Corral had to become a better teammate. And yeah. He became one hell of a teammate. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that part works out. Like, if you're Spencer Rattler, you know you made a mistake. You might not want to talk about it like that, but you know you made a mistake. He gained uh, – Matt quickly gained everybody's – confidence, leadership stuff. I mean, his, yeah. his turn was fast. Yeah, it was real fast. Hey, who do we have? It's Casey from Natchez. What's up, fellas? What's up, Casey? How are you? Man, I'm having a good night. Thank you all for doing these. These are fun. I know there's not a lot to talk about, but I'm enjoying the show. Well, thank you, Casey. We appreciate that. Let's talk quarterbacks for a second. I ain't even talking about them. I mean, Rattler's the answer, right? It is to I me. Mean, I mean, it's not a like a – it's not something where I'm, it's not a hill I'm willing to die on necessarily, but yeah, I think he's the guy that has the the higher upside of the two. I mean, I'll I'll yeah. throw another name at you that if I'm 
if I can't get either one of these two guys, I know everybody's going to make fun of me and yell at me and stuff and so I'm prepared. I call Bo Nix. Yeah. I mean, so. He would know, actually be kind of Corral. fun in that offense. Well, think about, Cor- I mean, Corral's, you know, was amazing. And he's one of my favorite Ole Miss players of all time now. But, you know, I mean, he wasn't exactly super sharp early on. And he didn't have the help that he needed coach-wise. But, I mean, you know, he really matured into just an unbelievable quarterback. Like, I don't know. Maybe, I never thought he would be as good as he is, I guess. But, I mean, I'm a nobody. So. To my Matt? Yes. Yeah, I did. It's one of the few that I've – Jeffrey Wright will tell you this. I, I never get these right, but I got these right. I, I First time I watched him practice, I was like, that dude's – So you liked him in like 18. I did. I was like, this dude's an NFL quarterback. I I, I never understood the whole um, benching Matt Corral for John Rice Plumley thing. I, I mean, I tried to be quiet about it because I knew how popular Plumley was and, and all of that stuff. But I it – Yeah, I – Frankly, it, I was it drove me nuts. That. Well, I knew I knew he was a better quarterback, but I guess I never saw him being as awesome as he is. And so, you know, I think we're going to realize soon enough how how good we had it. But and then speaking of quarterbacks, Bryce Young, I mean, I I don't know if it's just because Ole Miss people don't don't like him because it's Bama. I mean, I don't technically like him either, but he was unbelievable in that. I mean, the only was. one. I mean, wasn't he just unreal in that game? He he was fantastic. I mean, he was. If you go back and really watch his season, and you consider the fact this was his first year as a starter, he That's was unbelievable. He was damn good. I mean, he just makes plays, and I'm I'm so impressed with his. He very clearly has a great head on his shoulders, and you know I know he makes fun of Gary Danielson and stuff, but the one thing that they've said about him, you know, that he he. His pulse must never go up. I think that's true. I th- he's so calm, and and I think that's a that that becomes the identity of 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 that offense because they they never panic. They just kind of stick it out and and they make plays and and once he gets on a roll, he's unstoppable. And he's he got on a roll against Georgia and he just humiliated them. Yeah, he did. And it, he, it's the last thing I'll say, and then I'll I'll hang up. And let other people call in, but um, with um. The, the quarterback situation with Bryce Young and 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 Georgia in the game. You looking at you're looking at Nick Saban. You know, I heard a stat uh, that I just and y'all may have said it. I'm sure you have. You've done a thousand of these shows, but uh, every recruiting class that Nick Saban has had has won at least one national title. Yeah, yeah. That is unbelievable. It is. And look, I, I mean, look, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I thought that that I, I didn't think that Alabama was. I mean, I thought Georgia had a really good chance to beat Alabama, but because of what we've seen. But I'm an idiot, just like everybody else, for thinking that Nick Saban is. You know, I mean, it, it just he just came in there, and, and really, if you're Georgia with Stetson Bennett, I mean, are they going to they going to keep him in there? I mean, they have to, right? They're going to stick with it, I think. Come in. Aren't they? Got to make a decision, man. I mean, you've got to make a decision. Can Bennett, I don't think they're pulling him. Can Bennett? Chase, can Bennett beat they're Michigan? Him? They're not winning with him. He's so limited. We did this last year. It's we're, we're back. You don't to think it. he beat Michigan with Bennett? I don't. Do you really not? I don't. I, I don't know about Michigan, but dude, I I know they're not beating Alabama with him. Maybe they'll get lucky in Cincinnati. will beat Alabama for him. 
Who knows? Let right. me take Fellas, that. Gift. I appreciate it. I, thank y'all for taking my call. Thanks, uh, Casey. Yeah, just, just food for thought. All, right. All good. No, I, I don't think he can beat Michigan. You don't? I don't. I don't think Kirby switching. Well, it makes a certain recruiting pitch kind of easier. When you say, hey, we're a quarterback away. True story there. I mean, you ain't wrong. You throw Bryce Young on Georgia, and this this thing's over. It would be over. Oh, I mean. I mean, if I'm an Ole Miss fan, I'm cheering for Georgia to win the national title. Ole Miss hopes these guys are on on, on the field with them. You might have a call. We'll take it in a second. Go ahead. ahead. uh, Did you see Jerry Hamilton's tweet the other day with the Mississippi defensive line they rolled out there? I did. Clayton at 6'6", 280. Otis at 6'8", 360-ish. Maybe over that. And then Xavion Harris at whatever he was, it was like 6'8", 350. I, t- I tell you That's what, a lot of meat there up front for, for Mississippi. Clayton looked like an offensive tackle to me. Oh. I, I stood two feet from him. Think that might turn into something? I don't know. Just the thought went through my mind. Is he a rush in or is he a yeah? Kind of look, looked like he could grow into that. I don't know specifically who Marquise Watson was intimating with his flipmas. There's a couple different options, but I don't know exactly who. I who are the options? Um, Jaheim Otis is one. And I'm not a hundred. I don't think this is it. Okay, but we could be playing some semantics on Cam East. Oh yeah 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 even though he's technically decommitted right now. I think that's possible. Um, and there's a couple others that, yeah, maybe. That are committed elsewhere? Yeah. Yeah, I heard a couple things today, maybe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Check RoboGrapper.com in the morning. Um, are you putting it up in the morning? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. Contemplating. Okay. Um... Did Seton Hall or Texas win? Well, Texas is really falling if they're losing to Seton Hall. <laughs> oh, you, you, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, they lost to Kansas. I mean, you yeah, know. I know. I didn't know Seton Hall had a team. In our, in our uh, NFL game, the Vikings are up 6 nothing in uniforms that are just destroying the Minnesota Vikings' color scheme. Yeah. They are awful. Yeah, I mean. I know it's the whole color rush, whatever, but they suck. But you can still say no, can't you? You can say, no, we're not doing that. We're going to wear our white pants with our purple jersey because that looks really good. But we're not wearing purple pants with the purple jersey. It's the yellow stripe on the pants that's the problem. It's the whole thing. Hey, who do we have? It's Grind. Hey, Grind. What's up, man? What's up, man? So, so. I know, you know, I ain't trying to, you know, toot, toot no horn or number, man. God dog, did I not call that little SEC championship between them little two teams or what, man? You absolutely did. I'll give you credit. You you called it for weeks ahead of time. God, I mean, you know, I kind of hated that it ended up being like that because now I got to deal with these Bamas over here. I bet they are back to full-scale obnoxious right now, like a full 10 on a 1-10. to 10. They all they already count the national title. They already count. They already getting the shirts made and everything. Hopefully yeah. they got to send them to Africa. 
Hopefully they end up being in Africa somewhere. You know, I cross my fingers. Georgia and Alabama shirt. They'll yeah, be what's in, the running yeah. joke? They thought the Bills were a dynasty over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's somebody in Nigeria saying the Jim Buffalo. Jim Kelly, he's a son the of a bitch. Buffalo Bills. Uh, they, they had this run. Uh, Georgia or Michigan, Grind? What do you got? First, first off, before, before, I, before I answer that question, let me ask you guys sure. a question, man. Okay. And this, this is what, this is why, you know, why I think I end up picking Alabama. If you guys both had to start a college football team this year, not a program, just a team. Okay. You, you know, and you both get, you know, Alabama coaches and players come to the center. Georgia coaches and players come to the center, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's what you guys each get to pick from. I'm going to say that, you know, I'm going to give Chase, Chase, I'm going to give you first pick. Okay. I'm going to say more than likely you're picking Nick Saban, right? Oh, I get coaches or players. Yeah. Coaches, coaches, yeah, players, players, everything. Just one team? But I'm just doing another program. I'm doing one team. Yeah, one team for this year. No, out of my options, I want Bryce Young first. Really? Okay. Yeah. I want the quarterback. I'll go from there. Because here's the deal. You're going to take Nick second, and then I get to either go take Will Anderson or Nicobe Dean or whatever I want to do from that point. And boom, and boom, look. And you just proved my point right there. You pick a Bama, a, another Bama coach and player before you pick the Georgia head coach yeah. or oh. the Georgia quarterback. Oh, for sure. And now I'm guaranteed Kirby once you've taken Nick. But, yeah, still, I, yeah, whatever. I'm not taking Kirby with those picks. Give me the players. Mm, to be honest, man, like like if I was picking, I might I might make Brian like Brian. What's they Brian o, Bill O'Brien my uh, my head coach and make Kirby my DC. Uh, That's what I may end up doing. Okay, like whoever. Ta- so like, you're like Oregon. Oregon. We're going we're going to co-head that. coaches around here. All right, it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> And I, I think that's the indictment on Kurt, on like Georgia right now, on, and on Kirby. Yeah, he's not an elite game coach. Not at all. And in in the quarterback situation, it's what like it's bad. It, like man, I'm so happy. Like like I'm so happy. I don't cheer for them, bro. Because like you choosing right now, Stetson Bennett, and I didn't even notice. Like since Kirby has been at uh you know UGA, it's not just quarterbacks. He hasn't had a first round uh. Bama has had seven first rounders at wide receiver. He's had none, and he, you know, he's choosing Jake Fromm over Justin Fields and everything, which is why I think I think Michigan gets the dub. Maybe you know, maybe my Auburn color glasses just a little bit, but Neil, I'm kind of rolling with you. If if if, if Stetson Bennett take that first snap under center, give me Michigan. But now, do we think Daniels is going to win the game? I mean, he lost the gig for a reason. He can actually make throws that, that yeah to the other team. Okay, what's his great. face can't make. Let me tell you this: what, if right. the football guys if the football guys came down right now and said, "Hey, Kirby Smart's going to going to you know start the game, I'm going to play Stetson Bennett against Michigan. They're going to win a close game, and then he starts uh, JT Daniels against Alabama, and the, and the football guys disappear. What do y'all think happens? Alabama smokes him. Oh, that's not fair to that kid. Hey, he hadn't played all year. Here's yeah. the ball. That's the same thing I was thinking. I think Kirby in the lose lose right now. I do too. Can't. That's a fascinating stat, by the way. No first, no wide receivers drafted. Is Pickens mm-hmm. Pickens is his first round pick? I mean, he could Probably, be, but he tore yeah. his ACL. Yeah. See if so. So if I'm recruiting against Georgia, as it involves a certain. 
wide receiver. Well, I have two pitches. I have the wide receivers don't go in the first round, and then two. Hey, even though your name's Arch Manning, he keeps picking the wrong damn quarterback. He keeps playing this JUCO kid. Yeah, look, he's not playing Daniels. He's not playing Justin Fields. Yeah, he they, played that cat. Look what they did to JT Daniels. They Dude just can't pick him. a quarterback. Not at all. Not at all. And and let me ask y'all about. And look this. at JT Daniels' haircut. It's awful. I mean, he has so <laughs> lost his confidence. You think that plays into it? Well, look at his haircut. He's so down on himself that he can't even go from, find from, a barber. On, on, Georgia, on Georgia message boards, the belief is they think that Kirby Smart thinks that JT Daniels is soft or something. Whatever. And that's why he doesn't play him. Yeah, or, or you he know thinks- what? I, I, yeah, and, and I'm, I, I know what you're saying. My response to that is, well, that's on you. You signed him. You knew what you were getting when you got JT Daniels. You've had two years. You can't figure out how to motivate him? That's on you. That's, that's on your staff. That's on that's, – that's, at some point it's not – that's you've had all this time to go get and he's, go he's get got a quarterback. A, he's got another true freshman five star sitting on the bench and brought Vandergrill. Well, that I don't think that, people you know talking about either. And that's my other thing, right? So you've had you've had the ability, and I'll, I'm going to do this politically correct. I'm going to be I'm going to be nice. You've had the ability to figure out how to win all of these different recruiting battles to get all these defensive linemen and all these linebackers and running backs and everything else, cornerback safeties, but you can't figure out how to get a quarterback that can come in and play? I mean, and you won't you won't you won't change your offense at all. At all. You won't you won't adapt to nothing. I don't I, I think it's gonna be that, a case that no matter no matter who's the O C it's gonna be what it is at Georgia. That's when I that's why when I sit down with uh with Arch Manning at whether I'm at Ole Miss or Texas or wherever, I'm I'm just getting real with Hey, look, I get why Georgia's appealing. I mean, I, I I get it, but you play quarterback. Yeah, and the whole receiver drafting again thing is not changing this year because seven of the top you know ten recruits are defensive players, and you know one of the one of the guys is a five star quarterback, and we already know what's going to happen with, with him. More than likely, he's going to sit on the bench and then end up transferring somewhere. Well, the the one really good quarterback that they had, who's turned into a very uh, prof- a potentially proficient NFL player, transferred to Ohio State. Yeah, I want to get two things from y'all, man. And you know, I'm gonna let y'all, you know, let you guys go. I don't want to hold the lines too much, man. The uh, with Cincinnati in the playoffs, and then them them going into the Big Twelve, if they somehow manage to win a national title, do they make a dent into Ohio State? I don't know enough about the dynamics of that, but my my guess would be no. They don't have the money, right? I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, they say. You know, I mean, I guess we don't know what this new Big 12 will look like, but I mean. No, I mean the money. Mm, mm, I mean the mm. money. You, you mean the. I mean okay. the money. The Georgia, yeah. Georgia money. Yeah, I mean the right, Georgia right, right, money. Like, like, <laughs> like, like the Quinn, the Quinn, you were going to make 1.4 million. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean the money. Yeah. How about that kid, though, man? I, I, I was I was talking with somebody the other day, and they said, you know, if I had a kid who's a recruit, I might just have him go to his second choice because he's going to get paid. He's going to go to his second choice. Just leave after a year. Go to your first choice. You get paid again. Oh, especially if you've proven that's all going on yeah, now. I mean, sure. just 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 take your best two and go and and, and move on with it. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. And before I let y'all go, man, shout out to Mike Gunder, man. That guy, he's good for one, once every ten years because in two thousand eleven. 
he had Oklahoma State one win away from playing for the national championship, and God dang, in 2020, I mean, 2021, he is again one game away. I think, I personally think if Oklahoma State would have won, they would have been in the playoffs over Cincinnati. That's my opinion. I think I, I don't think they leave out a one a one loss Power Five conference champion. I, I, but that you're probably right. Think you're right. So Cincinnati got in by half of a yard. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> that's on me. All right, man. I right, keep guys. enjoying the show. You guys have a good night. Thanks, Appreciate bud. It, bud. Nine nothing Vikings over the Steelers. If we're doing Georgia and Alabama, if we were doing that where we're just picking teams, I think Young and Anderson would be the clear one twos. Would you take Jordan Davis or Nicobe Dean with your with your third pick? Dean. You take Dean? Yeah. I mean, I like Davis. He's a good player. But I've seen him be kind of non impactful. Every time I watch Georgia, Dean's pretty damn impactful. Yeah, he moves around. I mean, and I tell you what else I take is Evan Neal on Alabama. He is a mountain. He is a mountain. Holy. Yeah. Like that cat turns the corner coming at you, you just say, sorry. It's not. When you go down. It's not it. worth it. Yeah. I know everybody wants an update. Uh, Oxford has extended its lead to uh, six to nothing. Is that 15, like running the clock or something? 15 minutes to go in, uh, in, in Grenada. Is he playing? He got his first. Uh, he played 17 varsity minutes the other night against Lafayette. I don't know whether he's playing right now or not, which makes me a really bad dad, I'm sure. But, well, but I mean, what you... Yeah, he played He played one minute of varsity against Dartville, and then he got 17 minutes against Lafayette. So apparently he's he's impressing. He's starting to starting to push for some time, which is good. He was, he was, well, that's a good point. Do, do you take Jamison Williams over one of those defensive players? Maybe, at Cat. That cat, man. Hey, who do we have? Uh, Michael in Cincinnati. Hey, Michael, what's oh. up? Hey, uh, just kind of ask. Hey, uh, you guys have made this over the course of some of your shows. What are your thoughts on that line for the Alabama Cincinnati game? What's the line? Is it like fourteen? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it could be Bama by a lot, or. <laughs> Like a field goal, I don't see it anywhere else. I don't see UC winning, but do you kind of root for Cincinnati? Uh, so I live in Cincinnati, but I'm an OSU grad. Oh, really? Okay. Ohio State. Yeah, yeah I, I know what you meant. Um, I, the line is about right because here's here's the problem: you get much more than that, and it's sort of it, it, it's a weird line. I, I don't think that's giving Cincinnati enough credit because they are a good team. Any less than that, though, and you are running the risk of getting hammered from a money standpoint when everybody jumps on Bama. Because you got to remember also, Bama has kind of that New York Yankees thing where people bet on them more than even their ability is. So you have to almost kind of artificial those Alabama lines a little bit as well. So, no, that that didn't shock me. I, I felt 12 to 15 was probably where that was going to come in somewhere in there. There's oh, some yeah. protection in that. I, I, listen, I love Cincinnati. It's one of my favorite towns. I think it's a cool place. Carson and I went there this past summer. I loved it, but I think I think Alabama's going to crush them. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, but I, I would say a lot of Cincinnati fans are just happy to be there, though. Everyone, sure, they ought to be. I mean, look, there's, I mean, there there are only, I mean, there's not many teams that wouldn't trade places with them. 
I mean, like, you know, no. Ole Miss and Baylor would both go, we'll trade right now. Sure. So, I mean, it's it's a major accomplishment. 13-0 and and in the playoff at Cincinnati, it's a, it's, a, it's a major accomplishment. They beat Notre Dame, which is the win that got them in. And um, kudos to them. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't. I would have I would have understood if they hadn't gotten in and Oklahoma State had I would have seen how it happened I would have I would have felt for them you know but you you don't play a power 5 schedule but here's their big opportunity I mean God knows it's a chance and so yeah you know it's a it's a I know it's a national semifinal but it's a free shot How do you uh yeah. how do you eat your skyline Uh actually I just had it tonight Oh wow uh, three really? way and a and a coney Okay, so three way is what cheese, onion, and beans. That that three way is just spaghetti, chili. Oh, it's just two. Okay, gotcha. My bad. Sorry, that's four way and five way. Yeah, so the three is the spaghetti. I forget about the spaghetti. Yeah, my bad. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, I think the guy who just called. I think UC would probably have to do this five years in a row to make a dent in OSU. Yeah, you you would have to build up you'd have to build up booster support. I mean, you have to fill up infrastructure that's just not. I mean, and it's nothing against Cincinnati; they're just an American conference team. I mean, no no American team has that that level of infrastructure. I mean, because I mean, look, Cincinnati's by far the best group of five in the country right now from a program standpoint. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, there's just not that level of uh, of, of, of infrastructure uh, set up. So, do you have an Ole Miss tie, or are you just hanging out with us? Uh, yeah, actually, my buddy went to high school. He went to Ole Miss. Uh, okay. From Cincinnati, and he introduced me to you guys a couple of years ago. Honestly, oh, cool. um, been listening to you more recently because for some reason you guys know what's going on in college football before a lot of other people. So, yeah. do you go to the over the Rhine area much in Cincy? Uh, some eh, sometimes, not not as much. I'm kind of out in the burbs, but yeah, I'll go down there every once in a while. Carson loves what's the Mexican place? It's Davenport's, I think. I'm not familiar with yeah, that. Yeah, he's big on their tacos. He loves oh, them. really? Yeah, he loves them. Yeah, okay. we, we went like three times in four days because he liked the tacos so damn much. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for yeah. the call. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I'll talk to you. Bye. Should have asked him about the Bengals. Could have had a Bengals conversation. Please, thank you. <laughs> Bengals are good, man. Yeah, so I, when I ask him, like, did you play? I have to ask him in a way where I, I, it doesn't sound like I'm disappointed if he didn't play. You know what I mean? Because, like, you're, you're – Well, he he's pretty competitive. He kind of takes it personally. So, I mean – Oh, he's – Because, I mean – well, yeah, I mean, very competitive. I mean, the, 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 the inside baseball of that – hold on one second, caller – is that <laughs> he was leaving the other day when we were still about to start a morning podcast. And Neil goes, hey, good luck tonight. It was in Starville, I think. Yeah, yeah. And Carson goes, well, I'm not going to play. It was like, whoa, killer. He yeah. just said, good luck. It's all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I meant enjoy the ride. <laughs> Whoops. <It's> like, <laughs> so, anyway, go ahead. Uh, hey, who do we have? Hey, who's this? Uh, I think we lost it. A lot of static there. Yeah, a lot of static. Let's get this one. Hey, who do we have? Hey, it's Steven Greenville. Hey, Steve. What's up, man? Hey, just a quick... Uh, I heard you... Somewhere the other day that it's apparently Swanee still has an agreement with the SEC to rejoin whenever they like. Are you serious? 
that that's what I heard. I don't remember where I heard it from. I think it was on somebody called in on your show one time and mentioned it. But uh, if you were Swanee, wouldn't you take advantage of that uh, just to get a check from the SEC to go away? I don't know, man. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, how, what would how would you how would you even feel the team? I mean, well, they got a Division Three team. <laughs> yeah, that's my point. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you're those kids and you're like, wait, hold up, coach, we're gonna go from playing Barry to uh, Auburn. No, I'm, I'm good. I mean, you, the kids would get killed. I mean, they also not just the D three. They suck. <laughs> they played Barry this year. You know the score? No, fifty nine to nothing. Well, I wouldn't yeah. actually expect them to play. I figured the SEC would cut them a say twenty five million to go away before they oh, ever. Oh, oh, so you're you're saying a th- hey, they should force the issue? They should threaten them, blackmail a little bit. Yeah, why not? Yeah, well, that's actually a thought. And the other question is, if you're up for the Heisman, uh huh, and you probably want the votes already in, right? Yes, votes are in. Okay, why not say, hey, you want me to appear? I know I probably won, but. I want a $50,000 appearance fee to be on TV that night. Oh. Well. I mean, what are you being going to do, say no? No, but here's the thing. Winning the Heisman is worth more than $50,000. The, the value that you get in the moments immediately after that moment or, or make it worth making the appearance for free. Well, I would call the other three guys that probably didn't win and say, "Hey, you know, let's ask for ten thousand a piece with forty thousand going to the winner." And we need first class airfare there. Well, they they do get that. They all get they get yeah. private flights and yeah. wined and dined and put up in really nice hotels and and there are probably people around that take care of them. And it's it is incredibly valuable from an exposure standpoint. Yeah. Well. All right, fellas. Enjoyed the show. All right, Steve. Thanks. Yeah, Sawani went 0-10. And, and, I mean, it's it's some... Lost to, lost, who else they lose to besides Barry? All right. So, um, Washington and Lee beat them 52 to nothing. Okay. Westminster out of Missouri beat them 30-29. to Ooh, close game. Hendricks beat them 49-27. to Hendricks from Conway, Arkansas. That is correct. Uh-huh. Look at you. Mm-hmm. How do you know your D3 football? Well, you don't know your D three football. How do you know your D three schools? I just, I just, Birmingham Southern beat them forty nine to nothing. Out of Birmingham, even Birmingham Southern's good in that area. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rhodes beat them fifty five to thirteen. Okay, that's a Memphis. I, I know, game. I know where that is. Barry fifty nine to nothing. Trinity out of Texas beat them sixty six to seven. Okay, Millsaps beat them forty two to thirty two, mm-hmm. and Center beat them uh, thirty to twenty. Is Center in Ohio. Uh, it was a home game, so I got to see where it was. Uh, I mean, so where they are. Hendrick, they actually played Hendricks twice. They played Hendricks again and got beat 56 to 10. Okay. Center is the Colonels. And that's in Kentucky. It's in Kentucky. Is it? Mm-hmm. Casey, okay. thanks for the super chat. He says, why do people in North Mississippi pronounce Lafayette, Lafayette? I've wondered this for a long time. Well, there's three different pronunciations because in the Northeast, it's it's Lafayette, Lafayette. Oh, like in, like the University College or whatever up okay. there. So you have Lafayette, Lafayette, and Lafayette, depending on where. But you if are. you go, like if you're at Purdue, you go to the games. It's in West Lafayette. West Lafayette, yeah. Interesting. Danville, Kentucky, by the way, for Santa Cruz. Oh, okay. Hey, who do we have? 
Hey guys, Walt in Birmingham. Hey Walt, what's up? Not much. Uh, I wanted to uh, apologize to Tammy. I heard her call in after the egg bowl, um, and she she complained that I told her my call, uh, her call after the Auburn game, made me want to throw my phone in the fire. So I wanted to sincerely apologize. I actually did. Uh, whenever you asked her about Thanksgiving, and she went into the <clears throat> comment about how her husband cooked up a mess of squirrels that got me pretty good um and then whenever uh she said they had the girls weekend in uh moss point and chase asked if they went to the good applebee's um i laughed pretty hard at that too so anyway i'm sure she's out there but um so i formally apologize tammy just real but, quick um, uh walt hang on one yeah. second i'm seeing here i'm assuming this is true Matt finished seventh for the Heisman. The top ten show is on right now. Oh, is that right? He finished eighth for the AP player. Okay, apparently seventh. Yeah, Will Anderson finished fifth. He has the most tackles for a loss since 2000, by the way. But sure. Okay. Go ahead, Walt. Sorry, yeah. not at you. I'm mad no, at no, the no. 2,200 right. Heisman voters around the country. Yeah, that's when you put the breaking Matt Corral uh, tag on the message board, I guess. Um, but... uh. So earlier on one of the pods this week, y'all were talking about, um, you know, one of you said had Ole Miss beaten Auburn, it might have changed something. And the other one said no, you know, because Alabama would still have the tiebreaker. Um, but one thing that would have changed had Ole Miss beaten Auburn uh, obviously wouldn't, you know, change the position at this point. But is all the Ole Miss fans, uh, we would have been watching that Iron Bowl, which Auburn pretty much dominated for, for a large part of the game, at least being up 10-3 for most of it, and then give that lead away and go into four overtimes with a chance to go to Atlanta on the line. Oh, yeah, I, I did think about and, that. And, I mean, I'm not. it wouldn't have been, because it wasn't happening on our own field, it wouldn't have been fourth and 25 level, but it would have been pretty damn, uh, you know, disappointing for just the way it went down especially since Auburn should have gone for two anyway the first time they had an opportunity and in they could have won that. Game. In some ways, it would have been worse than 4th yeah. and 25 because the yeah. thing about the 4th and 25, and I've had players on that team say this. In fact, Chad Kelly said this. Who knows how it's different against LSU, against LSU right. and against State if you have that yeah. on the line, right, if, you, if that's hanging sure. over you. I mean, yeah, as you've talked about plenty of times, Freeze's teams got incredibly tight in high-pressure situations. Whenever they could just kind of ball out and not worry about things, they were they could be great. But, um, yeah, I, I agree with you that it would have definitely changed those those two games, at least the way they were played. Yeah, it might not have changed the outcome because Ole Miss yeah. was really good and they dominated those games. But you, you, you don't know, yeah. having that hang over you, how that might have been – might have been and different. especially the Egg Bowl, you know, with it being Dak's coronation night, the hostility would have been, oh. you know, extra ratchet. It would oh. have been. Can yeah. you imagine if that had, yeah. if you added that to the mix that night? Right. Man, yeah, that night didn't. Because that, that place is already about to take off and explode. <laughs> that place, if you could have been in the press box that night, it's like, <laughs> whoa. Man, there were some keyed up people. I bet. <laughs> um, Chase, I did want to ask you, uh, my wife is, I've never watched the show all the way through. My wife has, but we've been rewatching How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Um, yep. So I've seen, you know, episodes here and there, like I'm familiar with, with everything, but we're in, I think we're in season three. Okay. At what point am I going to be super like sick of Ted? Because there's already episodes where I'm just yeah. kind of like, uh, 
he does not age well. I mean, he um, there's no doubt, and it's only going to get worse because that show to me is really smart through about four seasons, and right. then I think it kind of gets smart again toward the end, even though. It, there's a couple. There's a full, frankly a full season that is nothing but stupidity. If you're already irritated in season three, God help you. Just you're gonna have to hang on because yeah, <laughs> it, it's on irritated. There's just some moments where you're kind of like there's uh, a lull between like five and eight that's rough. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna get yeah. there. He's he's quite the whiny specimen for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. The love stick thing cannot carry you for for. Ten seasons, that is correct, yes. You become just a miserable human being, that is correct. Right. I've never watched Um, that show. Yeah. Um, But it's uh, smart, I mean, I like it. My wife yesterday surprised me for my birthday. It's probably the most surprise about a gift I've ever gotten and gave me sugar ball tickets. Um, Good. And, uh, yeah, so, and I didn't go to the last one for several reasons and kind of regretted it since, but now I'm sitting here staring Christmas in the face um, and I've gotten her some good stuff, but I, it's not, you know, the her equivalent of a sugar ball ticket. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know, I got Valentine's Day, and then our anniversary is at the end of March too. So I'm kind of sitting here trying to figure out how. Neil is really grimacing. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Yeah. Hold up! Hold up! Yeah. I, I know where he's headed. All right. How long have you been married? Uh, it'll be three years in March. Okay. You got to do something nice for Christmas. Yeah, and you got to do something nice for her birthday. But you've got to put a stop to this Valentine's Day thing, or else it will get in. It, it will become something that yeah. You're, she doesn't really care about Valentine's Day. It's just another one of those things I'm looking at. Going one of these things, I need to do a really spectacular return gift. Yeah, but, but it's not Valentine's not Valentine's Day. Day. Not Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah, Christmas yeah. fine. fine with. Yeah, whatever. if 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 yeah. she's cool with Valentine's Day not being a big deal, you need to let it not be a big deal. Yeah, yeah, she is. I, I mean, your anniversary—that's anniversary for sure. Uh, yeah. Christmas, birthday, and maybe even yeah. just a surprise day someday, which would mean more yeah. to her than Valentine's Day. Like if you just did something random on July the twenty seventh, it would mean yeah. more to her than Valentine's Day. Yeah, the random delivery of flowers goes a long way. Yeah, just sure. the the you got it. But yeah. Anyway, I don't know if y'all have any any thoughts on a great gift that I could do. I think what I'm going to have to do is I think I need to call John Edwards here in the next oh. month or so. Start getting something on the board. Well, that'd, that'd get it I, done. That'll get it done. Yeah. Go see yeah. my friends at Lamons. They can always hook you up. Jewelry's, not, jewelry's always big, good. Big jewelry person. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, then, yeah, then definitely a trip. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, well, good luck to you. Bye. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. I was waiting for someone to say that. Denver took care of it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of curious what that guy bought the 21st birthday person. I am too. You don't know what it was? I, I, what it I was. don't. I don't. We were leaving. You didn't hang in just to see? The thought crossed my mind. College kid, you don't have just tons of money at that point. I mean, you're you're having to to figure it out. You got to be pretty efficient with that purchase. You want the maximum impact, but you don't have a lot to put into it. That was a horrific throw. Is that Cousins? He's wide open. Yeah. 
mean, they're up 16 nothing. But Pittsburgh 6-5-1. and one. This is the end for Roethlisberger. After starting so hot yeah. early on, they were good. Well, they're putting themselves in a position where they'll be in the middle of the draft, and they need a quarterback. See, G20, G210 Rev says, FYI, my girlfriend has us going to a New Year's wedding, so that nixes my Sugar Bowl plans. Your thoughts on New Year's weddings? I can't comment. I, I, I bashed them last time we had this conversation, and two of my best friends got married on New Year's, and I heard about <laughs> it later in the day. So I'm, 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 They got pissed at you? I mean, I think it was playful, but I'm, I'm pleading the fifth and moving on with my day, yeah. All right, I'll say it. There's a certain arrogance that it requires to oh. get. Yes, there's a certain arrogance that it requires to get married on a holiday. Because you're assuming that everybody else will just be cool with abandoning their holiday plans to come to your wedding. Not I don't mean like the week before Christmas or something. I'm talking about Christmas Day or New Year's Day. New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. You know people have New Year's Eve plans. But do people have such good New Year's Eve plans that they would skip a really good wedding? Okay, but if you're going to have a New Year's Eve wedding, it's got to be freaking amazing. It's got to be a hell of a party. Yeah. And then you run... But like otherwise, like, are we really doing the... But you do run into this stuff, like, especially if some of your friends are, are big college fans of whatever team, right? What if my team's in a New Year's Day bowl and I want to go to it? Yeah. I mean, you know that's going to be an option. As opposed to waiting a week and having the wedding on June, January the 8th when everybody's going to be pretty pumped to be there. Because nobody has big January the 8th plans. Or they used up their vacation on other stuff earlier and they can't take off one or two days on January the 8th. True. Just my thoughts. Yeah. I mean, oh. I'm, not, I'm not here to win a popularity contest right now, you know. <laughs> Mr. Congeniality is not the... No, uh, probably, the not, probably not happening. The award. Not at this point. He says she's a lawyer, so I have to pick and choose my battles. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So what's the what's the thought on how many people Ole Miss is taking to New Orleans? Not to the game, but to New Every Orleans. Every damn body. I mean, fifty thousand people. To I mean, New that's Orleans. way too high. But not to the game, to the city. That's still way too high. Because there will be but... people who go to the city who aren't going to the game, I, who are there for the party. There will a, be lots of those people. It's a ton, right? It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are like I don't really care about going to the game, so I'll go to the I'll go out to the bar while you're at the game, meet you afterwards. Yeah, a lot. As many as fifteen, maybe more. That's what I thought too. And they'll sell how many tickets? Because Baylor's not going to sell. They will tons struggle of to sell all the tickets from the university because of where they are and the prices and stuff. But they'll raid the secondary ticket market. Where are the they up top? There's probably some low too, but it just like from where your priority levels and whatnot, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily behoove you to go that route. Uh, by the way, I, uh, hold on, caller. I'll get to you in one second. A little recruiting note here. Uh, not that it's a surprise, but Antonio Williams, all-time Ole Miss target, has committed to Clemson tonight, which is what everyone thought he would do once he got the offer. Hey, who do we have? Hey, this is Joe from Memphis. Hey, Joe. Y'all doing all right tonight? Yeah, doing great. 
good. I'm sure it's been a pretty, uh, pretty busy week with all this transfer stuff. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, kind of difficult to get super reliable information, but doing the best we can. Yeah, certainly a new avenue for y'all. Um, so Neil, uh, in the uh, hypothetical scenario that Iowa is in a Sugar Bowl, obviously no Big Ten tie-in. What is uh, what is your weekend in New Orleans look like? If Iowa were in the Sugar Bowl, I'd probably go down on Christmas night and just party for seven straight days with all my Iowa peeps. Any restaurants or bars in particular that's on the uh, on the hot list? The uh, ones that serve corn. <laughs> yeah, the ones that have like really good corn dishes. That's where I'd go because it'd be <laughs> it'd be that week. <laughs> I don't know. Chase knows Perfect. all the New Orleans places much better than I do. New Orleans is is much more. Um, Chase goes there frequently. He has like you know one of his probably his best friend lives down there, so he's down there a lot. He knows the New Orleans restaurant scene much better than I do. It's been I haven't been back to New Orleans since Ole Miss was in the Sugar Bowl. Really? Mm-hmm. Chase, what's your Friday night dinner? Um, one dinner Clancy's. Um, Pesh, off the top of my head, those two. Are those down the quarter? Uh, Pesh, Pesh is in the warehouse, in the warehouse district. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Clancy's is not really a big tourism spot. It's kind of more locals, but more and more, it, it's becoming more and more known. I feel like I feel like more people are going. Yeah, like that's whatever. But that that's my probably would be uh would would, would be number one. I probably shouldn't have said it out loud on the show. Yeah. Um, but it's okay. Um. I've tried over the years to mix it up a little bit and not do the same thing over and over again because I'm I'm so damn routine oriented. I'll find a couple I like and then just hit them nonstop. And sometimes that kind of takes it away. Like if you have like that really really good dinner, and then you go back like a year later and then it's not very good and almost hurts that first time. Like um, the the one restaurant in New Orleans that did that the most, and Jeffrey would argue and say that it actually wasn't good the first time, even though. I, but Neil loved this too. Was Root. Yeah, you had a hell of a meal at Root. The first time I went to Root, it was absolutely. And I had fantastic. a hell of a meal at Root, and then I had another meal like a year later. And went. Eh, it was, Is it still around? No, it it closed a good while ago. Okay. I think. Yeah, because they had opened a different one too. They opened Square Root. Oh. And then it closed, and I'm pretty sure the original Root closed as uh, as well. So anyway, sorry, a little tangent. Wait, there. Uh, I'm uh I'm one of the tens of thousands that'll be down there this weekend, or not this week, couple weeks. Uh, so appreciate the suggestions, and uh, thanks for all y'all do. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, I've never been to Pesh. I've heard people talk about it. Yeah, their uh, their whole their whole fish. They do a whole grilled fish that is phenomenal. Um, really, really good. Casey wants to know if you've eaten at Luke. I've eaten at Luke. I do not remember what I got because that's in the uh, Luke is in the is that in the Hilton or is it next door? Is it? I'm getting it mixed up with where uh, Dominica is. No, Dominica's in the in the in in the Waldorf in the Roosevelt. Um, yeah, I've eaten at Luke. Um, I've had dinner at Luke, and I've had uh, lunch at Luke as well. Hey, who do we have? Hey, it's Mark. Hey, Mark. What's up, man? What's up? what's going on, y'all? Oh, we're just hanging out here on a Thursday night, like we do. I'll tell I'll tell you what. I was going to call last. I didn't have a chance to up here. Boy, Ryan Day would be very wise to win that opener against Notre Dame next year. If he's coaching Ohio State, very wise. They are mad. Really? Like just thought, over losing that game? I mean, 
Michigan was pretty good there at the end, right? I mean, sometimes you have to tip your hat, right? They're like, program's gotten soft. It's a Big 12 team now. I'm like, man, one game? Mm. How spoiled are you all? Yeah, that that, that feels like an overreaction. Like, even like their media. And you know how they're the biggest homer beat in the country. (laughs) No question. Hands down. It's not even close. What was that guy's name? Hands down. It's Mark, about four than our yeah, fanboys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, you hate to say it. I hate to yeah. say it, but okay. there are multiple ones. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. I, oh, my God. Go ahead, Mark. Sorry. I think it's why oh, I cheer yeah. for Michigan so hard against Ohio State. It has nothing to do with anything other than I don't like the Ohio State media. I mean, brutal. Yes, they're brutal. the worst. They make, they, make, the worst. they make some SEC media look super objective. Oh, it, it, I'm like – Y'all are not reporters. You're fanboys. Yeah, they're cheerleaders. I, Absolutely, just ch- cheerleaders, and <laughs> and it, it's unbelievable. And but the, even a couple of them, even though some of their biggest fanboys were just like, "This is unacceptable. Program's gotten soft." Well, they're now let me say this: now. what are we doing? This is a journalism thing, and I've had to tell some coaches before who've gotten mad at me for not being a <clears> super <throat> fanboy. I've had to say, "Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you this now: the biggest fan." is going to be the one who hits you the fa- fastest and the hardest when it goes wrong. So just remember that. And it, inevitably it happens. And I, I, I've got a bit of a theory on – don't tell me that Jimmy Sexton and Notre Dame didn't talk about Luke Fickle. They at least had a conversation. I don't know. I mean, and, I, I, would, I would think, but I don't know. I, I, think, you know, the, I think Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, yeah. I think Notre Dame wanted to turn to that that page. I think they've been talking about Freeman for a while internally. And he's uh, he's an absolute, you know, supposedly just this rock star coach. The players wanted him. I get all that. But if Luke Fickle passed on that job, it wasn't because he's coaching a playoff that he's got no chance of winning. It's because he's been told by someone here, hang tight. Because the job you really want might be opening here in a minute. Well, that's true. Now, I will say this. I will say this. I heard for weeks that that he was not going to leave that team if it made the playoffs, period. He was not going to leave that team to the point that I believed it. But I agree with you. I think that the job that he covets is Ohio State. And he's a different kind of cat. Like, he passed on some head coaching jobs to stay at Ohio State in the past, like back in the 2000s when he was coaching under Trestle. And he is – all Buckeye, all the way. Grew up here, you know. State champion wrestler here, captain of Ohio State. Like if people say Notre Dame's a dream job, no, no, no. Ohio State's the job he wants, and I think it's the job he'll get when Day moves on. But they, he, they just made a big defensive coordinator hire, so maybe Day isn't planning on leaving. But these people want the entire defensive staff overhauled. Like they just up in arms over one loss. I'm like. Guys, you do understand this is good for the rivalry. Can Day get an NFL job? Oh, I think that's been kind of the thought all along. The Bears to yeah, go pair him up with Justin Fields because I think the Bears he's are an gonna, NFL play. He's, I think that's the one. That's the one that I'm watching because I think the Bears are absolutely going to fire Nagy. Absolutely, and, and he's absolutely an NFL play caller. If you watch his offense, I mean, it's that's kind of where he made his bones was coaching in the NFL. Because, but this is like. When they lost to Clemson in that playoff game, thirty-one nothing, and Urban came in and just ripped it all apart. 
that's what they've done to the defensive staff over one game. But we'll see, because I, I just I couldn't believe how they just they just went crazy over him. Like fire him. They, some people are saying, "Got to get rid of Day." I'm like, "Oh my God, you people are insane! You guys are so spoiled." Yeah, he's calling a football program at seven and five and think it's a good year. Yeah, no, he's. I think he's a really good coach. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if he, like I said, I, that's. There's been people in the coaching industry who've said, hey, the carousel's not done turning, and I think that's the job that they're referencing. I, that was my whole thing when, when Fickle didn't, like, didn't get the Notre Dame. Or, like, if he passed on that, he's been told, hang tight. Yeah, could be. The job he really wants about yeah. to open. Could absolutely be the case. All right, All right y'all. Later. Oh, look Later. what we've got here. Iowa, Iowa State basketball. It's like a like an absolute. Do they have a trophy? Uh, I mean, I hope so. I mean, because they probably only play once a year. Yeah, I would think. What a collection of great people at that game. Can you imagine? It's twenty seven nineteen Cyclones. Cyclones are good. Yeah, yeah. Beat up on Michigan. I mean, Memphis. Sorry, not Michigan. Yeah, well, that's not that big of a deal. No. Pretty easy to beat up on Memphis these days. Mm-hmm. Do that Memphis AD. You're kind of miserable with this whole Penny Hardaway thing, aren't you? Exure. Just tied to him right You're now. You're stuck for a while, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, what else anybody have? We'll, we'll, we'll take – you've got Ole Miss questions. You can put them in the stream. You can call us. Phone lines are open, 662-259-0991. We talked uh, quarterback stuff earlier. Um. Yeah. The pack with the Pac-12 eat Hugh Freeze alive. I. I. Yeah. I. I don't think he fits culturally out there at all. So it just doesn't work. I'd be interested in him by him at Arizona State. Okay. You have to. You have to chill with some of it yeah. though. Yeah. But that's the only one that even kind of sort of. Yeah, grind. Penny looked lost. Watching their bench was. I caught myself having to make sure I turned my attention back to the game. I kept watching their bench. Their bench was the most disorganized bench that I've seen. It was bizarre. When you think that Larry Brown's there, Rashid Wallace is there, and Penny Hardaway is there, and their bench is just dysfunctional. The kids, there's no there's no chemistry at all. It's weird. Hey, who do we have? Hey, this is Brian from Manteca. Say the first name again. Brad. Hey, Brad. What's up? Oh, I just uh, go tell y'all I enjoy y'all show. I, I'm also a truck driver, so y'all know how many miles y'all get me down the road every day. Well, we appreciate what you do. Uh, Where you at? And, uh, I am in Victoria, Texas, headed to McAllen, Texas. Victoria's around Houston, right? South on PC9, that's right. Yeah. Probably 100 miles, something like that. So how long you got for the night? Oh, I like about three more hours. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's about 1,000 miles from home. But now I'm not like, what's the other guy that gave you the Peterbilt hat? You Tommy. Got on Chase? Tommy. Yeah. Like, I, I guess he stays out. Like, I run out and I'll... I come right back home. 
Okay. We haul mainly furniture, furniture out and anything back toward the house. Gotcha. So, uh, so when you what about Bivens? Uh, what, what what happened to Bivens? Did I did I miss him getting hurt a game or? Quentin Bivens did he? he he got hurt, but I have no yeah, idea what. I, I, mean, I don't we know. Don't, what, yeah, they they don't they don't tell us injuries. Yeah, I, I, I was I'll spin off that a little bit though. He got hurt, and I get it wasn't always perfect, but KD Hill was a damn godsend for them. This Played season. really well. He, he he handled that better than maybe we give him credit for. And then the point. two JUCO kids by the end were, were pretty good. playing pretty well. Yeah. yeah. So are you? Do you think he just got passed up on the depth chart pretty much? Uh probably. I mean, that would be my guess, is that he just, yeah. You miss a week or two, then it lingers, and then suddenly it just kind of goes. Although, I mean, it kind of plays back into the offense thing. They just don't play a lot of guys. I mean, there's not a full rotation just because everybody's healthy. They will absolutely stick with the hot hand. Yeah. And, Neil, like basketball, I, I mean, I, 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 I like uh, Davis, but I can't tell much between him and AK different. The from, offense seems to struggle very well. Well, from a result standpoint, they're they're kind of having pretty similar tenures, um, and they're both really good coaches. Uh, it, it's it's hard to win basketball games when you don't have uh, explosive explosive offensive players, and and they just they just don't. They haven't really had an explosive offensive player since uh, Terrence Davis. Bree and Tyree would probably argue with that to a degree. I don't think anybody would ever accuse Shuler of being an elite offensive player. And Jarkel does a lot of things well, but, um, you know, he's got some limitations with size and that kind of thing, and he's not a great three-point shooter. That's they just everything with for them offensively is just kind of a slog, and so that makes it hard. All righty. Thank you, guys. All right, yep. Brad. Thanks for Be the call. Safe. And then back to Penny for a minute. In the post game, in December, he throws his team under the bus. In December, Good I've, se- I've seen coaches do that in late February. Like, hey, yeah. this team is a collection of selfish jackasses. Mm-hmm. Where at that point, you're like, hey, I'm done. We're done. It's not. We're not going to fix it. We're done. And I'm running about half these cats off in two weeks, and they know it, and I know it. And we're going to go to the conference tournament and get our ass kicked and move on. But when you do it in December. But you're done. I mean, you're, you're showing that it's just – because in the game, he pouts. He gets quiet and pouts even yeah. during the game. That's what I keep seeing over and over again. I, I don't, as a rule, think great basketball players make great coaches. Well, you're expecting something that you could do naturally that they can't they do. They can't do. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, emphasis is Matt Morrell turned a corner. I think so. I do. I think so. I think he's turned a corner. I, I, I love what he's doing offensively. Um He's starting to build some confidence. Got him to knock down a couple of those open shots. He's one of those guys that I think is at the stage in his career where if the shots fall early, he's going to have a really good game. If the shots don't fall early, he's got to overcome that tendency to um, lose just a little confidence. And in this league, you lose just a little confidence, and that's that. You you got to play. He's got to play fearless basketball and take shots and 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 do his thing. Grind says Steve Kerr, but Steve Kerr was not a great basketball player. He was a very good basketball player, but he was a role player on good teams with the Spurs and the Bulls. But nobody ever thought – I don't think anybody ever thought Steve Kerr was like a superstar. Penny Hardaway was a superstar before his injury. Yeah. 
Like Penny was a damn big deal for several years there. With the whole little Penny thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, that was big deal. Mark Jackson. Again, role player. Mark Jackson was never the best player on his team. He was a good player on Reggie Miller's teams. But I don't think he was ever the best player on his team. Yeah, I don't think Reggie would be a good coach. Probably not. Yeah. Great analyst. Yeah. Just, I don't know, like, Larry Bird was not a great coach. Magic Johnson was a terrible coach. Georgia Rebel points out Patrick Ewing is struggling. It's just hard to be a great player and then go be a Isaiah Thomas was not a good coach. Pretty cool ending Rutgers and Purdue. Purdue was number one in the country. Rutgers beats them 70-68 to tonight in Piscataway. Oh. Um, Rutgers scored with like 20 seconds left. Purdue scored with three seconds left to get it back. And then Rutgers hits this like runner at the buzzer three from 40 feet to win at the buzzer or whatever. To beat Purdue. Purdue was ranked number one. That's correct. Right, yes. yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Bill Walton ever coach? I don't think so. Ooh, would Kobe Bryant have been a good, great coach? Don't think at that level. Mm-mm. Probably not. So. No. Too much, too much excellence. Yeah. And then he would expect everyone to have his work ethic, and if they, they, that's just not, mm. not the way, it, not the way it works. But yeah, it was it was weird to watch him. I. I and Imani Bates is out there at the age of 17, and the people who have done that to him, it's irresponsible. He, he should be playing. He should be dominating a high school basketball game right now and, and developing his game. Instead, he's – I hope for his sake that he's not forming a bunch of terrible habits that, that wreck his professional potential because not everybody's wrong. And people talk about him being a lottery pick in, in two years. Mm. He didn't look like one the other night. I mean, it – He's so thin, and he's 17. I don't know. And no, Shaq would not be a good coach. (laughs) 38-26, Iowa State over Iowa at the half, and I guess the game's in Ames. Nobody cares. I don't even care. I'm just playing. Um, All right, so uh, we'll make this this the Oxford Exxon podcast tomorrow. It'll be up in the in the morning. I'll have recruiting coverage this weekend. Ole Miss basketball is Saturday night, I think at 7.30. I'll have some basketball content to you uh, tomorrow as well. And then Ole Miss and Western Kentucky Saturday night. And then uh, the recruiting visits wrap up on Sunday. We'll get as much of that as we can. The dead period starts on Sunday night. No in-person contact after Sunday at midnight. And then signing day is uh, six days away. Or the early signing period starts in six days. So we'll have all of that to you at rebelgrove.com. Chase has some recruiting scoop coming your way in the morning. So uh, we'll look for that. And um, thanks again to the people at, at uh, Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning for heating for making this possible, and for Chris Lee of uh, Southeastern 14 for being our guest early on in the show. Everybody has a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Bye. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done.